Securities and investment advisory services offered through Next Financial Group, member FINRA SIPC. Sierra Ridge Wealth Management is not an affiliate of Next Financial Group. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is a price-weighted index of 30 actively traded blue-chip stocks. The S&P 500 is a market-cap-weighted index composed of the common stocks of 500 leading companies in leading industries of the U.S. economy. This material is not intended as an offer or solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security or other financial instrument. Past performance does not guarantee future performance. All the views expressed are those of Hunter and not those of Sierra Ridge Wealth Management or Next Financial Group. Next does not provide tax or legal advice. So many people get overwhelmed when they think about financial planning, investing, and wealth management. They think it's over their heads. They're intimidated. And you know what? Cut the music. Stop it. Don't worry. We'll show you the ropes. It's all good. This is the Wealth Accelerator Podcast. We're about more than just creating short-term wealth. We're all about creating a lasting family legacy. We're your go-to source for demystifying those intimidating financial topics. We're here to make the complex world of money simple, straightforward, and accessible. We'll break down the barriers that often make investing seem confusing and overwhelming. So whether you're a seasoned investor or just starting out on your financial journey, this podcast is for you. Tune in for valuable insights, actionable advice, and a whole lot of financial wisdom. This is the Wealth Accelerator Podcast, and this is Hunter Lowry. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Wealth Accelerator Podcast. Hunter Lowry here. I'm a financial advisor, and my goal is to help you to create a family legacy, not just short-term wealth. All right, guys, have <laughs> have I got a story to tell you today. So before we jump into it, uh, I am going to talk later on this week about what the Federal Reserve said today. I know it was decently big news, but it's really not that shocking. They just punted. They said, hey, we haven't seen enough data one way or the other to make any decision on changing interest rates. Not shocking. They don't want to scare anybody. They don't want to get anybody excited. Might as well stay right in the middle. So that's the big news for today. Since it wasn't positive news, market took a pretty big hit. Um, I read that it was actually the big biggest down day since last September. Um, So again, not surprising. Anything that the Fed tells us is going to really sway things one way or the other, but uh, we'll keep you updated on that front later on. So uh, I want to jump back four years ago, all the way back to 2020. I remember sitting in our office, we were doing uh, one of our weekly company meetings we do every single Wednesday. And somebody said, has anybody heard about this coronavirus thing that's going on over in China? And then everybody was saying, yeah, I kind of read about it, but that's so far away. I mean, what the heck does that have to do with us? Well, (laughs) we all know how it went from there. So as we were all stuck at home and everybody was flooding Instagram and social media and they were bored on the internet all day, crypto became an even bigger thing than ever. And I mean, I had so many clients asking me about Bitcoin and Dogecoin and Ethereum and NFTs. And um, I was hearing everybody say, oh yeah, if you just buy NFTs today or buy Bitcoin today, you're going to be able to retire early for sure. Easy money. And before I get into the story, I have to tell you, I'm not saying to buy crypto. I'm not saying to not buy crypto. This has nothing to do with that. I just want to give you my personal story on what happened to me and talk to you about what I personally learned. So, okay, back in time again, it's 2020. I'm hearing all this from my clients and I had the same advice for them back then as I do today on the same topic, which I was telling people and continue to tell people, 
I'm not opposed to crypto. If you want to play with it with some gambling money then that you wouldn't mind losing, then I'm all for it. But I do not recommend taking your retirement savings and moving it all into the crypto world. Just my personal preference. Same as everybody else, though. I mean, it was intriguing and it's fun to read into, you know, the way of the future that blockchain is going to take over all of the antiquated monetary systems that we have in place. It's an interesting thought. I don't think it's ever going to happen, not in my lifetime, but so many people were and are still bullish on it that I kind of wanted to jump in, throw a little bit of money into it. So I took an overall very small percentage of my investments and I started buying a little bit into crypto. So not only was I, you know, excited about maybe taking on some larger risks, maybe larger returns, but I also really wanted to have a better understanding of how the system actually worked so that I could speak, you know, more intelligently intelligently about the entire process with the clients that were asking me about these crypto questions. So one weekend, guys, I dove all in. I was on YouTube researching and learning and just trying to figure out what the heck was going on with all this stuff. And a buddy of mine was really big into NFTs at the time. So I figured that I would go that route as well. He had um, some knowledge about it already and was able to, to work with me a little bit. So I opened up a Coinbase account set up my MetaMask, and then I created an OpenSea account. With the stock market, it's pretty dang easy to just use Robinhood or Fidelity or Schwab or whatever and move dollars from your bank account right into your Robinhood account and buy a stock. It's pretty easy, seamless, and simple. You can do it relatively quickly. With crypto, it is anything but simple. And there might be someone listening out there that as I'm telling you this story, they're probably thinking, Hunter, you are a doorknob. You did that in the, such a weird way. You made it way harder than it needed to be. Well, I'm no expert. I was doing this for fun, for sure. I did not know exactly what I was doing. I actually wish that I would have hired an expert in this area to handle this for me. It would have went way better than it did. So how it works, at least how the way I did it was, first, you transfer dollars from your bank account into Coinbase. You have to link your bank account and do all this verification and it takes a while. It's a little complicated. Then once you have dollars into Coinbase, you have to buy the crypto denomination that you want. So for NFTs, most of them trade with Ethereum. So I use my dollars in Bitcoin to buy Ethereum. Now you have Ethereum. You have to take it, transfer it from your Coinbase account into your MetaMask or some other sort of virtual wallet. And that part can be a little bit scary because you have to make sure that you have the correct wallet address that you're sending it to, or you could just be sending money off to some random wallet out there somewhere in the universe and you could never see it again. Okay, so now you have Ethereum in your MetaMask virtual wallet. Well, in order to trade through OpenSea and buy different NFTs, you can't use ETH, you have to use WEATH. So then you have to convert your ETH into WEATH, and then you can go and actually <laughs> go buy different NFTs and that stuff. So if you understand all of that right away and it sounds easy, then you're way smarter than me because I actually went through the whole process and I'm still confused on how exactly it all worked. But that's exactly what I did. I went through all that. I bought about 12 different NFTs, which most of them, you know, my buddy was buying as well. So I trusted his research because I didn't really understand the metrics of everything that I was looking at. I was honestly just proud of myself for navigating the system and getting all the right accounts set up. The crazy part about the NFTs is not only do they fluctuate in value based off of demand, but they also are denominated by Ethereum, which trades 24-7 on their market, and it never stops. So if demand for the project goes up, 
but Ethereum goes down, you're not making really any money. Worse off, if Ethereum goes down and demand goes down on your project, you're major in trouble. With the stock market, yeah, I mean, the US dollar can change a little bit, but it's not changing drastically every single day, having double-digit uh, percentage point swings in one way or the other. That doesn't happen. Oh, I also forgot to mention, <laughs> every time you buy or move or trade anything within the crypto market, there's gas fees associated, basically commissions that are taken out. So you're losing money there every single time also. Okay, so back in time, it's around the end of 2020 now, and I have my full NFT collection. I was super excited about it. It was such a hot thing at the time, and I figured, man, just like stocks, if I sit on these for a while, who knows? They could absolutely kill it. Okay, fast forward to present day. I never logged in. <laughs> I did not check on these things. I figured they were just going to grow slowly over time, but that was not the case. First off, as I went in to start selling some of my NFTs over the last few days, I didn't have enough weath in my account to cover the gas fees. If you sell a piece, if one of your NFTs for let's say $10, they're still gonna charge you about $2 in gas fees, which you have to have in your virtual wallet. They won't just take that out of the sale. So now I'm back at square one researching because it's four years later, how to get my money from my bank account into Coinbase, into ETH, into MetaMask, into Weath so that I can cover the gas fees to sell these stupid things and get some of my money out of them. I sold one, then sold another, and then another, and I got to one of my bigger items that it was one of the larger purchases I made when I originally bought all of my NFTs, and when I wanted to sell it, it said error. So I went and I looked, and nothing had been sold from that collection for over three years. It was just dead. It went insolvent. Everybody lost hope, gave up on it. So I can't even get rid of it. There's nobody to buy it. Plus, you know, a few other stragglers of the, the other NFTs that I have left I still have them, but nobody's really trading those projects anymore. So I just have to see if I'm lucky enough to have somebody put in an offer. It might not even happen. It's so different than the stock market. We have in the stock market, we have market makers who help fill orders when things have low demand, but they still have value. Nope, not in the NFT world. You just hold on to it until maybe someone's willing to pay you. Now, this part is crazy too. One of the NFTs I had, it was a golf club uh, kind of thing, like an online golf membership. So I went to sell it and I sold it for uh, about $1,500. And as I went to sell it, I was charged about $30 in gas fees for the transaction. So now I'm down to $1,470 denominated in weath for selling it. Well, I have to do the reverse process as I did originally to get back to my bank. So I traded weath for ETH, which cost me another $10 in gas fees. Now I've got 1,460. Then I can send that to my virtual wallet back into my Coinbase, boom, 30 bucks gas fee. The money in my Coinbase account, now I'm down to 1,430. I want to deposit that. I'm finally in US dollars. Just put it in my bank account, $25 gas fee. So <laughs> I sell it for 1,500, 1,405 hits my bank. That's how it works. And I know somebody out there is saying, well, if you wait around long enough, the gas fees come down because it depends on how many people are on the system at that time. Yeah, I know, but I didn't want to just sit on my screen refreshing it over and over and over until gas fees finally came down a little bit. I did now successfully sell about 60% of my NFTs. Hopefully I can offload the rest. We'll see. But I didn't tell you about all of this just to teach you about virtual wallets and ETH to ETH conversions. I wanted to tell you this to talk about what I was thinking as I was going through this treacherous process the last few days. First off, I made every single mistake you could possibly make when investing. I did not have an expert on my team. I tried to do this part-time randomly when I would sometimes think about it. 
I never checked in to see how it was doing. I never really understood how it all worked, even from the beginning. I did not research the items I was buying. I just took my friend's word for it, which I will say to his credit, he did make some money on them. Um, but he was in the chat rooms and discords all the time. He constantly had his finger on the pulse of everything, which I was not doing. And now I, at the point I just got frustrated with them, wanted my money out, and I just fire sailed everything. I lost money on every single one that I bought. I'm not a crypto expert, and it's not shocking that I lost money with the limited knowledge and time that I put into it. So take that metaphor and apply it to the stock market. Do you know how often people come and want to meet with an advisor because they've been doing it part-time on their own and keep losing money? Happens all the time. Most people that come to me and they want help, they've been investing in the market, but they don't know what type of account they have. They don't know exactly what the cost basis of all their holdings are. They don't know the tax consequences of selling. They aren't sure how to dollar cost average into the market or even what to buy if they do. They have other jobs. So they're lucky if they can catch a little bit of information about the market a few times a week during their spare time and they fall for the same exact pitfalls that I fell for. Invest in the stock market because their buddy at the gym said that it's a good idea to buy Tesla right now, but they never look at it and they might miss the time to sell. Maybe they've had a position that they're just holding hoping on for a long time. They're just frustrated with it now and the losses that it's producing, so they fire sale at a loss right before a big rebound comes. They have knowledge and excitement about one particular sector in general, so they buy only that sector and they don't diversify. I mean, I bought only NFTs backed by Ethereum. Exactly the opposite of what I would tell to do with my clients in the real stock market. So now that this whole process has happened and I'm looking back, it makes me think, no wonder people use financial advisors. I wish I would have hired a crypto financial advisor, if that's even a real thing, to help me through this whole process. The amount of money that it would have saved me in just navigating gas fees better, watching the discords, helping me decide when to sell, just keeping an overall eye on everything, I would have come out so much better, guaranteed. And that's exactly what I do for my clients. I help them make money in so many different ways than having good stock market returns. Telling people not to sell during the bottom of COVID, there's a 20% swing to the positive on all those portfolios right there. Watching capital gains and non-retirement account portfolios, that can save a ton of money in taxes. Making sure insurances are adequate and not being overcharged. Helping to make sure money is passed on to future generations appropriately. You know, those are all the kinds of things that I wish I would have had help with in this crypto world and had somebody that was really paying attention to the details. I was really personally needing that help during my crypto debacle here, but that's how I'm helping my clients avoid similar losses. And if you're a crypto whiz, again, I'm not saying any of this to try to knock you down. Shoot, I probably just needed your guidance. But I did want to tell you guys about that just to make sure you're not doing the same things with the majority of your money that's supposed to take you through retirement. Luckily, at least, you know, the stupid tax that I have to pay here for making a dumb decision, it's small. But I'm not going to fall into those traps again. And if I can ever help you talk about your specific financial goals and make sure that you are on the most efficient path to help you reach those, I would love to get together and jump on a quick phone call. You can always go to speakwithhunter.com. There's a link to my personal calendar there. Would love to meet you and would love to help you out. All right, guys, with that, it's a great day to have a great day, everybody. Take care. You've been listening to the Wealth Accelerator Podcast. Hunter is a fully licensed financial advisor, and his mission is to equip you with the knowledge and insights you need to make informed financial decisions. His goal is to break down those barriers that often make investing seem confusing and overwhelming. If you'd like to talk about your specific situation, you can contact Hunter directly. Yes. 
You heard it right. Let's discuss your financial goals and how we can help you achieve them. Get ready to create that lasting legacy. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to like, rate, and review. Find Hunter on Facebook and Instagram at Hunter Lowry. See you next time on the Wealth Accelerator Podcast.